0: Hey guys. Okay, so I'm going to break these videos up um, because I have a lot of dreams to go over. Um, So I just want to pray real quick. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will give me the words to speak. Let me to operate in the spirit. Just let your spirit be poured out upon these people. Open their eyes and ears spiritually. Help them in interpretation and just help your warnings and your truth come out, Lord. I just love you so very much. And I thank you for using me as your vessel. You are just so great. All glory to you, Lord. Bless your holy name. We love you in your mighty name, Yeshua. Amen. Okay. So I'm just going to get right into it because I have a lot of dreams to go over. Okay. So the first one was on December 21st. I was at San Diego Canyon College in the art building. I don't know if there was an art show or something because instead of people in the classroom, they were all gathered in the middle of the main room. I looked out the window or sliders and noticed these metal doors that kind of reminded me of like a garage door in like, you know, a building where that you just see like the metal doors coming down. Um so this metal like garage door started closing on all the doors in this building, like about to trap everybody inside. And no one noticed except for me. And I was like, what? And I immediately started charging towards the door to get out before these metal garage doors closed. And um, as I had ran with all of my might, I barely made it through the door and um, to me I believe this is symbolic of the door to Grace is coming to a close like it's going to be closing very soon probably connected to the rapture I don't know maybe the do- door to the art closing so I found that very interesting next dream December 26th I was scrubbing the floor of, and there was diarrhea stains all over the floor from dogs in this huge mansion. This palace had massive pillars and exquisite architecture. I was a maid servant, and I saw a bunch of older men who appeared Persian. They had the demeanor of gangsters or drug lords. I knew they earned their money with wicked schemes. I turned to the group of men still scrubbing the stain, and I said, Jesus loves you. They glared at me, annoyed that a peasant would address them. Um, I did get a revelation on this dream. I was within the temple of the proud and the rich, the top pharaohs. It was defiled, and I was trying to help clean their mess up, and of all places, on the threshing floor. In my spirit, I knew that the only way to truly clean this temple was through Jesus. When I tried sharing the truth, I was brushed aside with pride and arrogance. Very few who have defiled their temples with this abomination of desolation can repent. Just as the Lord hardened the hearts of the Pharaoh, the hearts of the souls are hardened and proud. And also I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about the threshing floor. So in scripture, it's a place of separation and revelation. A place where the harvest was prepared by separating the grain from the useless straw for the purpose of exposing and collecting the most valuable part of the crop. So I found that very interesting and symbolic. And then... This stream, I believe, was about the Antichrist and and how he's going to take power. I had this stream on December 31st, the last day of the year. I saw a meeting between some wealthy leaders. I saw a Chinese man and his daughter. They were trying to beat the system and overtake the agreement. I watched as the leaders started to panic. I was called in to to problem solve. I cooked the man a patty of hash browns, ground beef, black beans, and topped it with some tomatoes. The Asian man looked down at the plate defeated. I watched as a man stole the Chinese man's phone, and a transfer was made of $2.4 billion. I thought, that's a lot of money. I watched the man and he locked himself in the bathroom and then escaped out a window and took off in a Range Rover. He sped away over the hills, extremely skilled. I saw his plans to hijack all the leader's money. I thought the $2.4 billion was a lot, but I saw two other targets with 18 to $20 billion. As he rolled down these hills, he grabbed a gold globe. And kept racing on. The man waited until the men left to chase them and dropped off some bags, almost like presents, looking or to the same Chinese daughter. Um, so when I was thinking about this dream, I kept thinking that this has to do with like how the Antichrist is going to be able to take over. Um, because personally, I believe there's going to be an invasion first and there is going to be some, like a big war going on. And I believe that the, what the Lord is showing me in this is that the antichrist is going to find a way to hijack all these leaders money to where it's like, he is in full control of everything. Um, and then also I I noticed that the thief for the antichrist he was very very skilled and very sneaky and uh he came back at the end to gift the chinese and so what i thought about this was i thought maybe this has to do with like him coming back and like acting like he's an aide and like, he doesn't know what's going on. Like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. Like, let me help you. I can't believe somebody would steal all your money. Like, here's some money to, you know, take care of your family and take care of your country. Um, let me help you. So like the deception on that end, like trying to come and come and save the day kind of thing. Um, and then at the end of that dream, I had just a short like emphasis. There was like a change scenes and I had just ordered these shirts that said like repent for so the kingdom of that hand. And it kept telling me in this dream, like over and over and over again, like wear the repent shirt, <laughs> wear the repent shirt, wear it. I was like, I'll wear it God. Um, but that was the end of that dream. So, um, I'm going to sum that one up and then I'm just going to make a bunch of like small short videos. Cause I feel like the long ones are just too much for people. So, all right. Bye. Hey, guys. All right. Just getting into part two on these streams. Um, This stream I had on January 1st, and this is what I'd heard. I heard a woman tell me the waves will be hundreds of feet high, and then I saw a map of California, and this is what I had seen. And I replied to her, and I said, I know the Lord told me about the coming tsunamis. And in this dream, I knew that the line was the divider of water. Um, I heard all the beachfront properties will be completely destroyed. Since I live in California, this was a little disturbing to me. But all glory to God, praise Jesus. I know that I'm going to be protected or taken out of the way of harm's way. So I'm not worried about it. Um, Next dream was on January 3rd. I was, or I saw my client Ashley at a worldly party and I could see greed at this party was like poison in the air. Um, and then there's a change of scene and I was on a beach and I watched as this huge fire truck was just carried by water into the ocean and, um, people all around were just panicking. And then I saw a man, a handsome man watching the scene smirking. Um, change of scene, I was driving in the car and looked in the rear view mirror. And what I saw behind me in the rear view mirror was some foxglove flowers, like hanging from the ceiling of my car. And, um, I, I had said when they bloom, it is time. And I watched as these purple flowers came to life, like, and bloomed right in front of me. And I could sense that it was coming, disaster was coming. And I thought of um, one of my clients, Allison, and I thought of like asteroids, and I thought of another client, Ashley, and I thought of a zombie apocalypse. And there was a change of scene. And I was in my client Ashley's front yard and there were pears everywhere. They hung like vines and it looked like small bundles growing. It didn't look natural. I expected to see a tree, but instead I saw them dangling as if from like a bell pepper plant with vines on it. And they appeared perfect in appearance, Um, but I just thought it looked so unnatural. As I stood in the gate of their front yard, a group of people walked in front of the gate, and I saw them all wearing masks. As I looked into their faces, they looked like walking zombies. Their eyes sunk in deep and dark circles surrounded their sockets. All life had been removed and they were just walking the motions. I was then called again by Ashley and watched as Madden and Sawyer ran into the house. Knowing that Ashley had two doses of the V, I wondered what was going to happen to the kids. Um, and if there was anyone who could shelter them. And then like, you know, of course, when this, disaster hits and um, then Ashley had turned my attention again and said look at these pears and I said they're gorgeous and she said yeah Steve is going to sell them. I asked her how she didn't have a problem with bugs and I asked her do you use pesticides and she said well the gardeners spray pesticides on everything in the garden. She handed me what looked like a pear. And I took a bite and it tasted normal. So what I got from this stream was like from the unnatural fruit. It made me think of GMO. Like how GMO and like scientific modification of our produce is starting to kind of take over all of our produce at this point. Um, I know that a lot of the farmland has been bought up by Bill You know what? G-A-T-E-S. And I mean, obviously we know he's a wicked man. Um, And he has a very deep plan in controlling the food that is going out. And um, pretty much what I was getting is that these foods are poisoned, they're unnatural, And we're getting to a point where we're not seeing a lot of natural foods anymore. Everything is just changing. So we really do need to be praying over our food and blessing it. Because, I mean, it's just, it's gotten to that point. Next part I found interesting was the flower that was blooming um, appeared beautiful in nature. But the type of flower it was, the foxglove, is actually poisonous to touch. So although it looked beautiful... An appearance is dangerous, so kind of reminded me of like when you they say peace and safety, and all of a sudden destruction you know like hits, kind of remind me of that. Um, and then next dream, I walked outside along a dirt path with a brother in Christ, John. I saw Jesus walking in the distance. I was so excited. I ran to him in full speed and leapt into his arms and squeezed him. We walked a little while together talking, and he said he had to go. I was sad. He told me, don't worry, I'll be back. And he left me with the disciples. As I was speaking with the disciples, and we are all outside on this dirt path, I heard a story about a brother apostle, Paul. It spoke of Paul's fall from the wicked queen. It reminded me of Queen Jezebel. She knew Paul was of just morals, and she wanted to get rid of him. He came to challenge her with the cover page of the Constitution, and the queen destroyed him and the document. There was then a change of scene, and I was outside of a cave, and a fellow disciple told me Jesus was in there, and I could go in and see him now. Jesus sat on the floor in the cave. I said, Abba! (laughs) And I ran to him and jumped into his lap, straddling him and tucked my head into his chest like a young child. He embraced me. And after a moment of cuddling, he said, it's time for you to bring in Jonathan. I said, okay, and skipped outside to get John. John was annoyed. He had to wait and couldn't come in the first time. I ran back over to Jesus like a clingy child, And he told me he needed some time to speak with John. I felt sad and eager to be back in his arms. Um, So there's a couple different things I wanted to touch on symbolic wise. Obviously, the Constitution is crumbling. Um, I believe that the Jezebel spirit has kind of taken over and just... Darkness has taken over our political system, and the Constitution is dwindling into nothing. We are not going to be protected by that. We are going to just see our freedom just crushed, just like Paul was in the dream. Um, so I found it interesting because Jonathan, whose name is Jehovah Has Given was one of the greatest heroes in the Bible. Um, A violent warrior, or a valiant warrior, not a violent warrior, valiant warrior, and he led the Israelites to a great victory. So I think this might be like symbolic of the bride of Christ and bringing in the Israelites into the truth and into the light of the times that we're living in Jesus's return and the truth and all that good stuff. And then Paul actually means to be small and humble. And in this situation, in the dream, Paul was crushed by the queen. So we're going to see that like the small and the humble are going to be targeted, like the Christians. And the plans for the the people in control right now to suppress and restrict um, the freedoms of the small and the humble. And um, I got this dream on January. Let me see here. Here's the fourth, yeah. Jan or January fourth at 1:40 a.m. Um, and then yeah, I think that's that's it for this video. And I will do a part three for the next one. All right, so this is part three. Um, so in this stream, this was also on January 4th at 4.23 p.m. Um, 4.23 in Strong's means without reproach, never caught doing wrong, and without blame. Um, <clears throat> so in a stream, I was watching Rhonda Empson. Um, she's a sister on YouTube. She was showing me something and it looked like a vision with words and I can't remember what the words had said. Um, But then behind her it showed in her video just a huge earthquake and I could see like the earthquake was so strong that the drawers and the dresser were coming in and out of the dresser and the shaking was just so violent. And she had looked up And then right above her, it like zoomed out and I could see this floating barn over her head. And this barn was just levitating and it just dropped perfectly on top of her. And she was like perfectly placed inside of it. Um, And then there was a change of scenes. And I watched as this earthquake started shaking so intensely that these row of like condos or um, apartment buildings just started to crumble. And as they were crumbling, I saw this massive dragon and this dragon slide into this building and grabbed a, um, monkey and the monkey like got on the dragon's back. And then the dragon, um, then chuckled and flew off. So, I kind of believe that this—it was there's just so many pieces to this dream, um, but I believe that the first part of the dream has to do with the rapture, um, and I have been shown before that we are brought back for rapture missions, and I don't know if that's like symbolic or literal. Um, I believe that it's literal. And then in this dream, it kind of looked more symbolic of like the barn coming back down. Um, And actually in Rhonda's dreams that she goes over, a lot of her dreams that include barns always had to do with rapture Um, and like her being raptured or, you know, like being at the marriage supper. So I kind of had like a feeling that had to do with it, like coming back down, like us coming back down for a short time. Or if we're gonna be transformed here, do some work and then go up. Not sure exactly how all that works, um, but this could be interpreted a lot of different ways. So that was just what I started piecing together. Um, Also, in the second part, where the dragon came and got the monkey. So we all know that the dragon is symbolic of Satan. I believe that the monkey was symbolic of the Antichrist. So when the shaking started, he got reunited with the Antichrist. Like they got together and they wickedly laughed like they were going to go be mischievous and start creating havoc upon the earth. Um. So I found that very interesting. Next dream. This was on January 5th at 1.50 a.m. I had a dream within a dream. And this dream started in a rain. Forest, and someone was trying to convince me to hold a baby snake. I said, Nope. And they kept trying to convince me, and I said, It's not going to happen. And then I saw a massive anaconda slither by me. It was as thick as a gallon of of milk. And then there was a change of scenes. I had been in a campsite with my cousins, Anthony and Kaylin, and I saw as their baby had vanished out of their arms, and they were so grieved. <clears throat> and shortly after, I saw them holding a baby, and it looked very similar to their baby that they had before, and I was like, that's weird, Um, and I asked them what happened, and they said they bought a replacement, and on the campsite table, I saw an egg-like capsule the size of a suitcase, and inside looked like a or on the, like, outside, it had a picture, and it just looked like a, like a, a rubber fetus looking thing, and, um, but when they were holding it, it looked real, like it acted real, um, and it, the suitcase looking capsule, it was, it looked like a, a womb, Like the inside of a a mother's womb. Um, And I was just completely disturbed. It looked creepy and unnatural. And as they held this clone or robot infant, I don't know what it was. It was scientific. It was not man-made. It was not from God. Or it was man-made. It was not from God. Um, It was just really disturbing. And I looked over at a neighboring couple and, um, the wife was cooking and the man was standing next to her and I watched as they both vanished and then they, their clothes dropped where they were at. And after several minutes, um, like nobody had noticed that they were gone. Um, and I thought, I thought like, am I the only one who's like saw them vanish right now? And after about like five minutes or so, I watched as they returned in the exact same place, exactly what they were doing before. And, um, I was shocked and this woman looked, like looked at me and she, she knew that I knew what had just happened and she mouthed the words, yes, you saw that correctly. And I woke up out of this dream and I started work and was just super disturbed at how quickly things had changed and like the atmosphere of everything was just like super dark and gloomy and gray. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's not just like a cloudy day. It was like, it was like a heavy grayness over the entire, like as if you put a gray filter on everything that you looked at, like it was like super dark and gloomy. Um, and I was just super disturbed at how things were changing so quickly. And I went to do the dishes, and the water was like dirt brown and staining all the dishes. Um, I left to go get some food and remembered stressing about what would be clean to eat. I stopped at a sandwich shop and I walked inside and saw a poster of a woman who was a gladiator of sorts with a porn-like bikini. And as I ordered my sandwich, I waited and the weight room had a mattress on it. And I laid down as my migraine started to escalate. My sister laid next to me. I began rebuking out loud the evil spirits in the room. I started because my migraine was creeping back and I rejected the sickness and continued to rebuke the evil from that room. I then rolled over and saw I was lying on a mattress with no sheets. And then I saw a Arbonne skincare bottle with marijuana inside of it. I got up to check on my ham and cheese melt. And as I walked in, I saw the girl from the poster glued to a computer screen. She looked Gothic and dark. I took took my sandwich and asked my sister to wait in the car. I asked the man, sir, have you heard the good news, the gospel of Jesus? He said, no. I said, if you have just a few minutes, I would love to steal your time. And he said, okay. But I was, it was clear he was not thrilled to hear me out. I started with the gospel and how Jesus died for our sins and rose on the third day. I said, many people believe in God in this gospel. But... They're still going to hell because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. They don't know him. The church is leading people astray. It wasn't until I got into the Bible for myself and started seeking Jesus that the truth was revealed to me. I explained that I was having dreams and visions. I said that Jesus in the great tribulation was at the door. He was like, no way. (laughs) And he actually looked excited now. And I said, yeah, so many people are going to hell if they don't turn from their wicked ways and seek the Lord. I explained my dreams from the babies disappearing in the rapture. I told him I've had many rapture dreams, tsunami dreams, asteroids, earthquakes, and many more. He looked thrilled. I said, I can send you the YouTube link. And then the dream ended. So there is a lot of pieces in this. Um, I, Like I said in this one too... I saw the woman disappear and reappear. So I keep thinking this is telling me that there is going to be rapture missions or people are going to come back for a short period of time. I don't know this for sure. This is just what I'm interpreting. But I thought it was noteworthy and worth sharing. All right. I'll call this one a, a close. All right. I'll start the next part. All right, part four of my videos, this stream, um, was also on January 5th. Um, so I was at a party with my friend and her husband and all of her friends were having a worldly time, enjoying the pleasures of the flush. And, um... My friend had like taken a shot of alcohol and was just, you know, partying. And um suddenly her husband just like turned and he had started like abusing her verbally and was just like tearing her down and he was consumed. Like I could tell that there, like I could see with spiritual eyes that he had a Demon latching onto his flesh that was starting to manifest. And um in this dream, I just like had this calling to deliver him. And um, I got right in his face and I like put my hand on his forehead and I began rebuking and delivering or trying to deliver him. And I said, In Jesus' mighty name, I rebuke this evil, wicked spirit. You have no right here. In Jesus's name, I condemn you to the pits of hell. In Jesus's mighty name, you must leave. And he just immediately grew silent. Um, He appeared normal and apologized for losing his cool. And then he turned from the crowd and like everybody around him thought he was like delivered and like normal and fine. But when I looked at him in the eyes, I could see that the demon was still dormant. And I feel like the reason for this was because he had not seeked to be delivered. Um, He didn't give authority of it. So as my authority as a Christian, I was able to kind of like silence the demon and like give him a break of it. But unless he wanted deliverance, like he wasn't going to be fully set free Um, because he was still like attached to the flesh and the demon was latched onto the flesh. And so it's the people that are really seeking deliverance and really want deliverance are wanting to detach from the flesh and move into the spirit and are being held back by the flesh because these demons are like latching on. So I found that very interesting because in my dreams I had, um, um, I haven't really done deliverance before, you know, like I haven't really seen many deliverance videos, but I just started doing deliverance in my dreams. And like, there was kind of a pattern because the following, like it was that same week, I had another deliverance dream and this was on January 9th. I was in my friend's new apartment and I was blessing the front door um, and I was saying, Lord Jesus, please protect this home in Jesus' name. I bless this door to not allow any evil, wicked spirits to enter in Jesus' blood. I plead the blood of the Lamb that this is anoint or that the blood of the Lamb is anointing this door. I walked into her bedroom and there was a twin bed with a chic, like a shabby chic looking comforter, and it definitely looked like dated. I would say it kind of reminded me of something like frilly from like, I don't know, the fifties or sixties. It was old. Um, and it had like matching really chic dated curtains. And, um, I started rebuking. Um, I said in Jesus's name, I demand all evil spirits to be cast back to the pits of hell i demand the spirit of greed lust anxiety depression python leviathan leviathan and restlessness to get out now in the name of yeshua hamashiach and that was the end of that dream so he's kind of been training me in like evangelizing and deliverance in my dreams which i find very interesting um just uh, you know i'm like learning in my dreams it's crazy um so next dream was on January 10th. I was trying to warn people about the mark of the beast <coughs> and I was watching as people were being divided into two groups. <coughs> and the gr- the group that was ignoring me, I watched as these people robotically started climbing down this staircase. And this staircase just went down into the center of this like abyss in the middle of the earth. It was like this big opening in the middle like of this rock crater just that just went down to the middle of the earth. And um, I just watched these people like continuing to climb down the staircase. Like not even noting that what they were like climbing down into. That they were climbing down into the pits of hell. Um, and the staircase just kept going down and down into the black center. And along the rocky abyss I saw a giant Christmas tree. And... Sticking out the massive tree, it was covered with lights. And I heard prick your finger on the spindle of the tree. And I heard a click as if someone touched the top of the tree. And where there is usually a star, or that's where he had done the click. Whoever clicked it was like at the top where there's usually the star. And then there was a change of scenes. And I was someone else. I was in an underground underground camp. I was looking for a way to escape. And I knew the only way was to climb. I looked up to the high ceiling and saw this Tetris-like frozen shapes that were just floating. And I began to like jump and try and climb up these floating shapes all the way to the top. And I climbed fast with a competitive effort. Um, as someone else was trying to climb next to me and I came to the top and looked back and the person wasn't even close and I popped out the window at the top. I was now inside of a building and I walked out the glass door and heard the sound of waves and a dark, it was like all dark outside. Um, it was on an Island and it reminded me of like, I've been to New York one time um, when I was a kid. And there's like the island of the Statue of Liberty. And it reminded me of that. And instead of the statue, it was like a small building or house. And it was super cold outside. And the waves started getting more and more aggressive. And I told the people that were next to me, I said, the waves were going to overtake this place. And they said, no, no, and a wave was so powerful and i watched as the splash came up over the island and transformed to snow and i like felt the crunch of snow hitting me um and landed all over and i looked up to the sky and watched as fireballs began to fall and i was zoomed out into space and i saw a man and he had this complete gold outline And he had been talking about being saved or transformed. And he said, those of us who are ready, he said, I have powers now. And he shot his arm up like Superman. And um, then I looked over in a different direction. And I saw a demon falling from the sky towards the earth. And it was terrifying the way it looked it just looked monstrous almost like something that I would see out of a video game I mean with like claws and almost I, I can't couldn't describe it it's like a beast a beast looking monster um and I was expecting it to look like a shadow like I mean, I'm not proud to say that I've watched all the Harry Potter movies. I try to shun away from them now that I know that they're evil. Um, But like the Dementors in Harry Potter, I expected demons to kind of look something like that. And this was very different from what I was expecting. This demon was like a straight beast. So that was the end of that dream. There was a lot in that dream. Um, And then my next one, January 22nd. I loaded up my car with a bunch of meat dinners, ready to pop in the oven, already marinated and prepared. I thought to myself, I'm going to need to cook them daily so they don't go bad. As I got out of my car, I was in a high-end neighborhood with a community park in the middle. Lots of people were out and about. I watched as people just started dropping dead, mainly adults. Um... Actually, I don't think I saw any kids dropping dead or, or teenagers. I expected the teenagers and kids to be sad that all these adults had been dropping dead. Um, But they were excited for their freedom from responsibility. And then there was a man and he was inside, or there was a change of scene. And there was a man and he was inside an underwater restaurant and he was preparing tables. And they were stacked up on top of each other. And he started climbing up these tables and serenading this Asian woman. And um, she paid no attention to him and walked up the stairs to like this balcony that was overlooking the restaurant. And um, she started speaking with them. And then she came back down and grabbed the man's hand and led him to a bedroom. And this bedroom had a big glass wall that was all... You could see all underwater, um, and she like led him over to the bed, and then there was a change of scenes, and um, I was then in the body of this woman who was a mermaid, and she swam to the surface of the water. She walked through this town, and she was in the wrong town, so she walked into this dark laundromat and climbed into the dryer and it dropped down through the bottom of the floor, several stories, which was a portal. And she got out and saw this was her destination. She then got out and walked to a room full of children. And at the entrance was a kitty slide with grown-ups taking a picture next to it. She asked to borrow a child to take a picture with. And they said the children weren't allowed on the slide. She was annoyed. And she heard voice or she headed outside and spoke to some people who guided her up to a suite on the top floor of a large skyscraper building overlooking the bay. There was a large party in the in the suite and she leaned against the window and gazed at the water. Her body shot through the glass like a strong magnet and splashed into the bay. It was black outside and the water was black, too. A small boat came to save her and they asked, why did you jump out the window like that? And she said, I didn't. I leaned against it. They headed back to the shore and they guided her back to the suite. She was all wet and feeling vulnerable and she kind of hid behind dogs for protection. There was a change of scenes and she was then reunited with a young man. This is who she was searching for. She romantically held his hand and walked along a pier. The man bowed his head and dropped to his knee and said, will you accept our heavenly father as your savior, Jesus Christ? I could see through her eyes. She was furious and she was still holding to his wrist. And where she was holding on to his wrist like this, there was a like tattoo right here. Of, like, a mouth with like sharp teeth all around it, and almost like from venom. Um, and she grabbed an axe and started slaughtering her and all the people around her. And at the time, like, when um, I or when she had looked up from the Mark on his wrist. There was like all these people or these monsters. It looked like monsters that were circling around her. Um, but then when she started chopping them with axes, they started falling as humans, as normal people. And so, what I gained from this dream was this had to do with the siren spirit, the spirit of like the marine kingdom. We know them as mermaids, but they're very evil and have a very evil past. Um. So what I noticed the most from this dream is like the spirit of the siren is very heavily in promiscuity, um, lust, and influence. So what I noticed was she lured men to bed. she wanted to influence children through pictures, and she desired men's hearts. Once under the siren spell, She marked her man, and the only thing that broke the spell was God. And God and the Christians to these sirens look like monsters that need to be slaughtered. They are these spirits are walking among us. I mean, we see them all the time. We see, you know, the promiscuity being just taken over everywhere. You see it in social media, you see it in Disney, you see it everywhere. It's trying to influence kids. It's trying to influence the men and what they think is beautiful. You know, these women are changing the way that they look and not accepting their natural God-given beauties. And these are all influenced through the siren spirits. So it was just a spirit that the spirit that God was really showing me that um, is very powerful in our culture right now um, but nothing is too powerful for God. God can overcome. Um, but once we start speaking against these spirits, they immediately come to target and slaughter. They come to attack. So be prepared for that. So I'm going to conclude this video and move on to the next one. All right.